On the farm today, we get a preview of what the insect potential could look like for 2022. Scott Bolton had an opportunity to talk with provincial insect specialist James Tanzi. So yeah, I guess how is 2022 kind of looking for uh, some species of insect that will be appearing in crops? Well, uh, it's... uh... Going to be interesting. Um, we had really excellent conditions for egg laying for grasshoppers last year. So that is the pest grasshoppers. So important consideration, we've got 85 species of grasshopper in the province. Only about four of these are ever typically pests. Uh, but the conditions were, were really very good for, uh, for oviposition or egg laying for these animals. So that, you know, we had uh, dry conditions, very warm conditions. These animals are real heat lovers. Um, so we had long periods of activity, early de- early emergence of uh, of adults or early development uh, development of adults. So good population densities. So um, um, the contribution to next year's generation is, or to this year's generation, uh, is looking like it's going to be uh, relatively large. Uh, there's there's a lot that can happen though between uh, between egg laying and uh, and emergence of uh, of uh, of adults or appearance of adults. They're going to start hatching um, in this month in May, typically a little bit uh, a little bit towards the end of May, early June. Um, wet conditions can be very hard on these animals. I mean, direct drowning can occur of nymphs. We also saw a lot of activity of some of their uh, some of their um, other insect natural enemies last year, uh, including blister beetles and field crickets. And both of these are important predators of uh, of grasshopper eggs. So the actual effect on the grasshopper populations is, is uncertain at this time, but that is one factor that could uh, that could take some of the uh, some of the pressure off grasshoppers. The most important, though, uh, wet conditions. Um, yeah, they uh, they don't do well uh, uh, with their uh, with their uh, development or, or as they're as they're young with wet conditions. Uh, so if things dry out and we get some heat, uh, then you know then we then we could see emergence of uh, of localized heavy pressures with grasshoppers. Uh, the next one that's that's uh, uh, probably front of mind to a lot of growers uh, is wheat midge, uh, and that's uh, one where where growers may have benefited a little bit from the dry conditions. Uh, um, our survey for uh, for our forecast for last year indicated uh, elevated populations, uh, and that was greatly decreased last year because of the dry conditions. This this is an animal that really likes uh, a bit of moisture. Needs 25 millimeters before the end of May to complete its development, and it really didn't see that in a lot of regions. Uh, in the province last year. So the forecast for this year is low populations. Uh, it's important though for uh, for growers to get out and monitor. There's no replacement for actually getting out into your crop and seeing what's happening. Uh, flea beetles everyone will be curious about and unfortunately we don't really have uh, effective models at this time uh, for the uh, the conditions uh, uh, or the, uh, the effect of last year's population which was relatively high in a lot of parts of the province to this year's population. So it's um, it's a bit of a guessing game. They do like it warm, and they do like it uh, they do like it relatively dry. Striped uh, flea beetle likes it a little bit cooler and wetter than uh, than Christopher flea beetle, but and uh, but of course a, a striped flea beetle is is now dominant through uh, through large parts of the province. Uh, Christopher flea beetle remains dominant uh, dominant in the south, and and so you know very warm dry conditions can can really uh, can really uh, uh, do a lot to increase the activity of these animals. Of course, with seeding being uh, being delayed, uh, we, you know we're looking at emergence of both of these species already. Uh, so they're uh, they'll they're just waiting for the wait, waiting for canola to come up. So those the 
those that are present uh, will be uh, pretty voracious when that crop does come up. Uh, other animals of interest include the pea leaf weevil. That's another one we do a survey for. Uh, and um, we're looking at a slight increase in numbers uh, uh, associated with our survey last year, particularly in uh, northeastern uh, and, uh, and uh, east central regions, uh, growing regions. Uh, we're not looking at a, at a massive increase in numbers, but, uh, but uh, certainly uh, uh, an increase over previous years. Uh, another animal of interest is cabbage seed pod weevil. Uh, this is, a, is, a, is an invasive animal, much like pea leaf weevil. And uh, its, its range continues to expand like pea leaf weevils does uh, both north and east as it, uh, as it invades the prairies. Uh, we had some reports of uh, economic uh, uh, levels of uh, cabbage seed pod weevil in the southwest uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, some spraying occurring near the Battlefords. That's Provincial Insect Specialist James Tanzi with Scott Bolton. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler.